4,000 feet uh, speed, uh, 180 knots, one double team. Hello there. Welcome to the Cockpits and Cocktails podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Natalie Flygirl Kelly. also have Fly Alyssa. We have come together to talk about our lives as women in aviation. We aim to have fun, to share, and hopefully entertain you and provide some beneficial information for all you aviation lovers and enthusiasts. Please subscribe. Let us know if there's a topic you want us to discuss in the future. You can find all of us on social media. Send us a message. We'll be glad to, you know, discuss one of the topics that you're interested in. For now, here is the next episode of Cockpits and Cocktails. Hi, this is Natalie Flygirl Kelly, and I'm here with Fly Alyssa. <laughs> um, and we decided we were on a podcast recently together, which is a very odd thing because we're never like in the same city. Right. But it gave me an idea. I've always got ideas. And the idea kind of stemmed from being on that podcast, which they called an encore episode where they discussed or had us come on and discuss a previous um, podcast episode of theirs. And I thought, huh, we never really talk about our guests that we've had, what our thoughts were with the whole interview or what was going on at that time, kind of behind the scenes. Where were we? You know, all that kind of stuff that I thought could be kind of cool and kind of fun to to talk about your take on certain things, Alyssa, and, and my take, and kind of what was going on during that time. Um, so, this we're, we're going to call this what? Behind the scenes? Behind the scenes. Or the backstory or something. We don't really know what we're going to call it yet. <laughs> or we post it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I do, um, you know, I've written down a few of the episodes. There's so many like different things I could say about each one of the podcasts and I'm not sure where we should start. I guess the one that really sticks out to me was, well, we did the wings of hope recently and things have changed so much from when we recorded that. And then that whole weekend, you know, was really fun. It was, we got together to go to a posty concert in St. Louis. I mean, we went, to go to a gala and then we were like hey what's going on friday night and yeah then posty was there so of right. course we had yeah <laughs> yeah and you got an uh, an airbnb which i'd never stayed in an airbnb so this was like my whole that was like oh my gosh this is what it's like and it was really cool it was like a studio kind of downtown wasn't it, it was kind of like a where old warehouse that they turned into these apartment type things and it's very industrial and kind of cool yeah. I remember it was really cold, too. It was morning. really cold. Um, it was February, right? So yeah. it was it was a little bit chilly. And yeah. Yeah. So and I had to, to drive. To- I was hoping that I could fly. And the weather was bad. And I drove. And I remember I got pulled over on the way there. You remember? <laughs> I was like, just flashing your eyes. And... <laughs> He did not give me a ticket, but he was not a very nice uh, police officer. Uh, I don't know if I told you, but, you know, I had just passed. I was on the interstate, and I was near Indianapolis, and I had just passed where the speed limit dropped. 
like 100 yards back and he pulled me over and it, he was had this attitude well missy where are you going so fast little miss and it was like oh my gosh i really was so close to just saying just give me a ticket i can't even deal with you it's like <laughs> Right now. I'm kind of that way too. Like I either get really mad about the situation that I'm getting pulled over and they're being a jerk or I'm like, Oh, hi officer. How's your day? You know, yeah. like I'm just so nice, but sometimes I was so irritated. I was yeah. so irritated. I was to be. <laughs> yeah. And he was just so condescending and it was such a ridiculous thing that for me to get pulled over because people were like speeding by me and then he followed me for like the next five miles and it was so annoying. Yeah. Because why? You have a different plate. I feel like when you're in different oh. states and things, you yeah. definitely, you're a little bit more heightened and you have a fancy car. So, you know. Oh, well, you think that had something to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> I had a yellow Mustang growing up and I'm telling you that thing was an eyesore. I yeah. I were probably 10 times when I was 16. So, no big yeah. deal. Yeah. I, well, when he first started walking up, I thought, well, I could maybe suck it, suck, suck it up, you know, a little bit and like play, play this really nice girl and try to get out of a ticket. And then his attitude just pissed me off. And I was like, I'm not sucking up to this guy. And He's the real Natalie comes out. I just wanted to be like, well, just give me a freaking ticket. I'm, I'm not kissing your ass, you know, just no. <laughs> no. But You're we had. Um, in a cop of TikTok. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and remember we were um, right next to like the city museum. Yeah, it was like right behind it. Yeah, so we had a good view of that, and that was cool. And we walked and got us some food at this little market. What was that called? I don't know. It was just some kind of small little grocery store, and we bought the wine and the cheese and the really terrible coffee. I thought um, we kept going back too. It was like I did, but you know, it was it was kind of one of those things where it was like cold. We did go to the Rooster Cafe. I think it's called the Rooster or something, and that was really good for breakfast yeah. in the morning. But um, there wasn't a terrible ton of things within the vicinity to like walk to eat or, and I think it was more fun that we got to do wine and cheese and stuff at the Airbnb. And yeah. kind of get ready for the concert, get ready for um, the gala, and, you know, all of those things. So, I think that's the fun part of, you know, meetups for the, all of these things that yeah to, like, hang out. and Yeah. It was a fun weekend. You know, we had that Posty concert, which we, we were so freaked out about how much those tickets cost. Oh, my gosh. I was like, she's insane. Does she really want to spend that much money on Post Malone tickets? Because... You know, I had this connection to get these, you know, VIP seats and, you know, free food and drinks, which I can't drink enough to pay for those. Uh, I try sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, is it worth it? But you know what? It was totally worth it. And I've been actually thinking about this and reflecting on that time specifically. I am so thankful because of the world and the way it is right now that we went and did so much through the winter because winter is usually our downtime. Yeah, and yeah. I'm so thankful that we had these events, you know, in St. Louis and Atlanta and all of these things that kind of led up to this coronavirus thing. Because, you know, now we've been stuck at home and there's not going to be any concerts for the rest of the year. So I'm so thankful that we spent I know. <laughs> That was so worth it, wasn't it? So worth it. I would pay that much to see a really terrible concert right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it was a great concert. I loved it. Great concert. Yeah. It was so good. And that the level that we were on, what do you call it? Like the club level or something? 
Yeah, I think it's like the club suites or um, the theater seating. It's like yeah. it's like not in that first row or on the floor, but it's up enough where you're out of you can see everything and you have nice seating and the bar is right behind you. So and they come and serve you. So, you know, you can get these all inclusive seats at like the first through the third row or something for a hockey game there in St. Louis. Yeah. But you have to get up and go get your own drinks. So you're leaving the game. So yeah. why sit there? You can see everything and they're waiting on you. So, yeah. And they had that big, huge, gigantic candy bar. You remember? Yeah. I the candy. Often see those videos if you don't have them. We'll have to use that for the teaser. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I've got them somewhere. I've got so many videos. I can't even keep up with all of them. Oh, man. So, yeah. And then we did the Wings of Hope um, podcast. And then we had the big fancy event yeah it's really fun to get dressed up huh yeah we had our formals and you did my hair and it was so nice to have someone do my hair and yeah it was really fun it was um so great that night though no no i didn't i had i left a little bit earlier than you and i don't know (laughs) can you recap huh A little recap. Um, We had dinner. They do a dinner auction. Um, As you guys know, we just had uh, Brett from Wings of Hope and that on. And this gala is massive. It definitely um, brings a tear to your eye when they're talking about all the kids and things they've been able to help our area and things. Uh, But yeah, you you decided to head back to the Airbnb. And I was like, well, I don't think I'm done yet. (laughs) So yeah. uh, yeah. I stayed a little bit later and, um, you know, made some connections with some of the Wings of Hope crew and some of the donors that were there and took some flowers home for us. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's all right. Was, I feel like I was sitting kind of next to a guy that was a little bit odd. Do you remember the guy that was sitting to my right? I do. And so coming up this weekend, I'm going to the people that were with us. They're their twins' birthday is this weekend. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, are they inviting him? Because like they live in the same neighborhood, remember? But they didn't yeah. know each other. They're they're both pilots and live in the same neighborhood and didn't know each other and were at the same table. So yeah, that was uh, interesting. So um, yeah, that worked out good. I was glad I got to you know go to that and dress up. That was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what, um, now before that, before Wings of Hope, we did Nicole Malikowski. Okay. Remember that podcast before that? And what did you think about her? What did you think about that whole story? So you're the one that kind of made the connections with Nicole. And I don't know how you guys knew each other from before, but man, I had no idea of her story. I was just like, I want you to be my aunt, Nicole. And... I want, you know, all these cool air show um, back behind the scenes things that she was yeah. talking about for her niece and nephews kind of thing. And and I had no idea with her medical story. And she's such a fierce woman. And to be the first Thunderbird pilot, that's amazing. But then to go through all of the hardships and everything kind of, you know, spiraling back from there. She's kind of like this miracle story. And I hope yeah. that you know, I joked about, you know, um, oh, you should write a book, you know, and she had lost these reading and writing skills. And I was like, OK, so she can't write a book, but she can. She can 
do it vocal or be, you know, yeah. have some support. I'm like, that's, she's such a smart, powerful individual that, I mean, I'm sure she can make it happen. She's, if anyone oh, can make it happen, she can. Absolutely. Like, I'm like, girl, don't tell me you can't do anything. You can do it. Absolutely. Because I'm like, just listening to her. I'm like, she's came through so much. So, yeah. So the connection there was, you know, my friend, Aaron Miller, I don't know if you know her. She um, wrote a book about uh, her grandmother. Her grandmother was a wasp and she lives in Washington, D.C. She's an attorney, Aaron, and she fought to have this, I guess you call it a law, um, created where the wasp could be buried in Arlington Cemetery because they weren't allowed to at that point. They weren't recognized uh, in a way that allowed them to be buried there. So she is just this really cool, remarkable person. And I got introduced to her by Lunar Sawyer uh, in the air show world. They became friends. And Aaron and I just really clicked. And Aaron knows a lot of uh, military people. And she's got a lot of connections there. She's in Washington, D.C. And she was like, you've got to talk to Nicole Malakowski. Let me connect you. And so when I reached out to Nicole, she was really sweet, and it was kind of the beginning of the whole COVID thing. So she was homeschooling her kids at home in Colorado. And I can't imagine how challenging that must have been for her, knowing all the you know the things that she had dealt with, like physically and mentally, what the Lyme disease and everything had done to her. That had to be really challenging. Yeah. But she was really nice and very humble, very down to earth. I yeah. look forward seeing what she does in the world because she's just that woman that like comes back with a vengeance, you know, like she's started this girl and, you know, wanted to do this. So she did it. She persevered and then she had a setback and now she's doing this other thing and her speaking and that kind of thing is very inspiring. And I think yeah. she's going to do some really amazing things. Oh, I do too. I think she's uh, and really in, in the, in the world, the world. Yeah. I really didn't know her story um, until right before I started, um, we were doing the interview with her. I thought I need to Google her and see, you know, <laughs> what her story is. <laughs> I mean, not having the aviation background for me, you know, I think our trivia nights have really like made me forced to learn more history about aviation. And I love it because yeah. now yeah. I can kind of give those things back, you know, yeah. and do you retain things well? Because I don't retain things like that very well. I retain really dumb knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So what can you name one of the things that you remember? One of your trivia questions? One of the trivia. Okay. So just that for stuck instance, with you. Um, the first cub that was ever created is actually not the Piper Cub. It's not the J3. It's actually the um, Taylor aircraft made the first cub. And there's a J2 and a E2, which I didn't realize that the E2 is an open co it's a open air cockpit cub. And it's actually, there's one in Creepcourt Airport in St. Louis. Oh, okay. And so one of my friends was like, well, have you seen that airplane after we did the trivia? And I was like, no, where would, where I, would see I see that? that? <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, have you been through the museum in you know, Creepcore. And I'm like, well, no. So of course now I have to go down there and check that out. Um, but yeah, it just kind of, it, all, right? um, Oh yeah. yeah right. I'm going to do that soon. I got to put um, that out. Right now they're closed for COVID operations. 
So, yeah. so yeah, I'm hopefully they're going to get everything running again. They have really cool uh, lunches on Sundays down there. So I might try to get down there on a Sunday coming up. Uh, they're just, that airport has so many vintage airplanes that are still able to fly. So yeah. it just blows my mind. Yeah, I've actually been there and it's really kind of not, I mean, it's not like hugely advertised. It's not like this big. It's, I live an hour and it. I had no idea. Yeah. And I didn't know the extent. I mean, there's like, how many hangers were there? Like five or something? Seemed like a lot. Uh, yeah, like five or four or five or something. Yeah. And I mean, to my knowledge, there's, they're just stuffed in there, you know, all these airplanes and the guy that owned the majority of them, I know a lot of them are, you know, up for sale or in this weird, like, process. But there's like 60, 50, 60 airplanes that are these crazy old vintage airplanes that are historical, you know, and they have restored them and made them like, I know the mechanic, Jimmy, that is yeah. the guy that restores them. And it just blows my mind that they're still able to fly. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty Some cool. of them I might be a little scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. And I felt bad because I really didn't know. I, I had heard that there was a, a, a Thunderbird pilot. I remember years ago, um, but I never really knew exactly who she was. And then, once I've seen her picture kind of going back, I was kind of like, you know, I, I have actually seen her before. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I had no um, really recollection of, of her until then. And yeah, it was just kind of one of those like, holy moly, like, how did I not know about this woman? I know. And that's, I think that's what's like been really cool about our podcast is like, we're learning a lot. We're teaching others and we're kind of, there's all these avenues of aviation. And so it's been really cool to kind of show them how we do it and how everybody else does it. And I'm pretty impressed with the whole military fighter jet pilot thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a little too old for that now, I think, but it's really cool. And if I can, you know, help a younger person go down that path, that's really interested in it and, you know, give them these connections of, people that we might know or be able to help them. That That's awesome. Yeah. So. so when you said um, you're too old for that, here, a little side story I had done, like my, when I first started doing my videos and I did the cockpits and cocktails thing, you were one of those guests. There was another lady on there. Her name was Stephanie Harris. And she was um, actually one of my scholarship applicants. She did not win that scholarship, but we got to know each other and, the interesting thing about her, I mean, she had gone to medical school. She was a yoga instructor. She just started learning to fly. And I think she was like 35 when she started learning to fly, somewhere in that area. And she decided to join the Marines to be a pilot. And joined the Marines like last year because there's an age cutoff. And I want to say the age was 36 or 37. So she had this window and she joined the Marines. And she's like an officer in the Marines now. I just talked to her. Um, like last week and to, to oh, get caught up with her. She wants to fly cool. in the Marines. Is that not cool? That's super cool. So. Yeah. That takes a lot of nerve at 30, mid, your mid thirties to decide to commit to the, yeah. the Marines. <laughs> I'm 
to commit to that. And especially I know Nicole or somebody we were talking to kind of talked about, you know, how when you do do the military route and they pay for all of your training and things, they expect you to stay X amount of years. I think it was actually when I was reading the Jet Girl book yeah. um, recently. And it talks about, you know, oh, you know, typically you have five years or 10 years or whatever the amount of time. I don't, I don't know the times, yeah. but when you do the aviation side of it, they're investing, you know, a million dollars in you flying these fighter jets or whatever. So yeah. you know, they have to have you on for so long so that they're not wasting their money. Right. Right. So. Um, did, there's an article that just came out recently that the Air Force is actually change their height requirements so that they can get more women in their height requirements their I height, think I might. height requirements oh. they used to have a height requirement you had to be at least five four I think and not taller than well I better wear my my higher heels <laughs> I'm at the cutoff they're, they're because some of the airplanes might not be as you know they're not going to make an airplane specific for you so right. Right. They have to make sure that you can do all of the functions within, you know, what they've got. So they are experiencing a shortage as well, and they really want to get more women into it. So they're hoping that we'll we'll do that. So interesting there. All right. So who was before Nicole? Um, Before Nicole, we had Nancy. Oh, Nancy. Yes. Nancy. She's a baller. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I actually had somebody uh, listen to our podcast for the first time. They're like, you had Nancy Bradshaw on your podcast? And I was like, yeah, why? I'm like, she's she's just a normal person. Her YouTube channel is amazing. And I'm like, well, absolutely. She's very knowledgeable, very intelligent. Uh, She's her story is, you know, crazy that she, you know, did the switch and loves what she does. And, you know, income wasn't her primary focus on her career. So, yeah. Yeah. I know she's um, right now. So when I go to Florida occasionally to visit friends, she lives in Florida. She lives in Palm gardens, I believe in Florida. And we've tried to meet up and it's just never happened. But you know, because of the whole COVID thing, I know her schedule and everything has kind of been kind of, I don't know if cut back, but she's been a little disheartened with the whole situation. Um, Cause she'd just gotten, hired recently by by regional so i think and you know she puts videos out all the time all the time she is all the time yeah i'm like how do you have time to do this and you're you know flying for the airlines too i guess maybe she does it when she's sitting in her hotel room and has nothing else to do i don't know yeah i mean it makes sense but i mean she's such a hard worker and she just seems like, you know, stop making excuses and get it done. You know, and even yeah. I think there was like a bit where she was like speaking to me on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop giving me excuses. Why are you not done with your instrument? Why are you not done with your commercial? Like, yeah. get out of your own way, you know, and that's that's just her persona. Like, she's just, you know, and that's well, how she's like gotten an engineer, it done. Here right or something like that yeah. like an aerospace engineer or something i mean she's really like, smart and you stick to it and you do it you know right. just do it no deviations yeah, yeah just do it yeah <laughs> forget about everything else yeah. yeah she's very friendly and i really really enjoyed talking to her yeah. okay and then who so funny side note on that okay i don't know if it was recorded but I, my friend ted who has a channel 
over 15 learning to fly. And she texts each other all the time. And he introduced me to her. And I thought that they had met and they'd never actually met in person. They just are a friend through They're the just friends and he he's just he's very friendly and he texts, you know, he and I have become really good friends. And I've I, I mean I've actually seen him though. <laughs> yeah. We have actually seen each other. Isn't it crazy? I was actually so I just got into this like thinking about what's going on in my life right now. And I've been home for three months not working and typically I'm either working, traveling, aviation. It's never like I'm going out with my friends at home. And yeah. then since I've been home for three months and granted there's nowhere to go or do anything, but I'm like, I don't really have home friends anymore. I don't like go out to barbecue with people. I don't go and do those things. I'm either working or on vacation. There's no in between. So all of my aviation friends have now just became like my friends and that's who I hang out with and I make plans with. But I'm realizing that probably I would say 80% or 75% of my aviation friends, maybe I've never met. Yeah. Wow. You know, I have a lot of friends through aviation and a lot of connections. And I guess I've met more than I think. But there's people that I've connected with through coronavirus and being at home that I've never met in my life, but I talk to them on the daily. It's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. But then we do meet and we're still, you know, these amazing friends. And I mean, because I talked to Sandra, which was our first girl, you know, and uh, she's a good friend. And I talk to her on the daily now, but we had talked for maybe six months or something before we met. And we ended up going to the Reno air races together and staying and in the staying together. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she met me the day I was hungover worse than any time of my life. Yeah, I remember uh, that. <laughs> don't get drunk at the hotel next to the airport before you fly out in the morning. Just don't do oh, it. God. Don't yeah. do it. They, <laughs> they had that aviation gin mixed drink can and I don't like gin and but they had, they were aviation. So I drank them. And yeah, you, I remember you sending me pictures of you and the the beginning before you kind of got started on the day. And then as the day progressed, (laughs) it was was so rough. Um, I'm pretty sure those flight attendants took pictures of me, like in the back row getting sick and all of that, like the whole entire flight to Reno and posted me on like what not to do for (laughs) travel. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. I I was prepared, you know, for them to like ask me how I was doing or if I needed anything. And I was totally just going to tell them that I was pregnant and (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't, I was not, but (laughs) and they were like, well, you sure have been drinking a lot or you really smell like alcohol. (laughs) alcohol. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I have this whole story, but they didn't even ask. No, you were ready though. Yeah. So anyway, that was funny because we had tried to meet me and Nancy just because based on this friendship that I had formed with Ted and I thought they were really buddies and they'd known each other for like years and years and years and hung out. And then it was like, oh, they've never met. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I, I know he's a big texter and he texts like constantly I'm sure he because he's a big YouTuber as well I'm sure he's asking her questions all the time and yeah. she's generous with helping out so and that's the good thing about all of this is like 
you know, we were on all these other podcasts and we've connected with those. And I think it's great that we can kind of cross over and not be, we're not really in competition with other people. We are just out here doing what we want to do. And, you know, people are, people are helping us, you know, we're helping them. And yeah. Do you think people think we're in competition with them? Maybe. I think there's a couple people that are like, I don't know. They're like, they listen to see like what we've got going for that. Yeah. But I, I honestly think just in aviation, like I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not out there to be, I mean, I wouldn't say the best, you know, like you don't do something without wanting to succeed, obviously. But at the same time, like, I don't take that as like, you know, where I am in life as to how I line up to other podcasts. Well, so that I mean, brings me to it in Chile, right? Chile, <laughs> right? Chile. We are number five. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. I've got to download that, that, uh, uh, program. Chuck had texted me about, uh, that program. He's like, this is what, where you get the analytics for all over the world. And I was like, oh God, I need to sign up for that. And of course I haven't done it yet, but it's on my perpetual list in my notebook (laughs) I'll probably don't even remember where that note was it was you know yeah oh god I wonder so what would you say if people do ask you this has nothing to do with podcasts but in general like what is your mission what are you all about what is fly Alyssa trying to do oh fly Alyssa for me it's I came from a really small town my mom's a nurse. My dad's a mechanic, you know, so these are trades that people do in a small town and there's not a lot of, you know, booming economy, but I, you know, I thought, okay, well, do I go to college and go be a nurse or do I go to a trade and do hair or do I go and, you know, go to the military? You know, those are my three options. Um, and I just didn't know what path to go to because I didn't, I didn't know all the careers out there. It was just like, oh, you want to be an accountant, a nurse, a mechanic, military. But that was it. You know, there's, there's not these huge horizons of places and things to do. So for me, it's I want to show people that you can do anything with your life, not just in aviation, but, you know, you can be from a small town and still be successful. You can still love your life. You can travel, you can do things on a budget. I've often th- times like thought about like calculating every trip and doing it as cheaply as possible. And then like doing a YouTube channel of here's all the things I did on this trip. And it only yeah. $53 for the entire thing, how I do it, how I manage it. You know, I think that that would be, you really- should totally do that. Cause I always wonder, I'm like, how is she doing and you do things that I don't typically do like stay at Airbnbs and yeah. it's like what I would never think to do that I, I but that's probably has something to do with my age my you know generation we don't that's kind of a newer thing yeah. so yeah that would that would be interesting to know and I know you travel a lot with people you know like groups like yeah. if you I'll travel, I'll travel to see a friend and I'll stay with them. Or I'm going to Vegas at the end of the month and I'm going to stay at a friend's house and I'm going to fly with another friend and, you know, just these connections. And I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have those connections or, you know, 
I'm not calling them like, Hey, can I come stay at your house? They've offered. And I'm like, okay, put that in the memory bank of places I could go or see. And then when it all aligns, that's when I go on the trip. You know, it's not, I'm not like next week, like I'm going to Hawaii next week and I have nobody there. I have nothing, you know, that that's thousands of dollars, you know, you have to really think smart, smart about it. And I just kind of wait for those things to transpire. And then I do, I do them, excuse me. See, I've kind of forced things to transpire. I kind of make a plan. Like, I, here's when I want to go here. And I don't really think about people that have, have asked me to stay with them or have offered their, their home. So I need to start doing that. That might work out better budget-wise, you know? Absolutely. You know, and, you know, it's like I go to Florida. Okay. You know, I know all these people in these areas of Florida, you know, oh, I'm going to Sun and Fun. Okay, I'll fly into Tampa. I'll go here. I'll go there. You know, all these things. And I just kind of think about, you know, I wanted to go to the Red Bull Air Races last year and there was three races left. So I was like, okay, where are the three races? Do I know anybody? So I looked and I was like, oh, Hungary is next to Austria. And Austria, my friend Rupert lives there. So I text Rupert and I was like, hey, have you ever been to the Red Bull Air Races? And he's like, um, maybe he had, I don't think he had. And I was like, how have you not been? You've been in aviation this long. So I was like, well, how far is it? He's like, oh, it's only an hour and a half flight. So I'm like, can I crash on your couch? Let's do it. So of course I fly over there. I got us tickets and I ended up getting free tickets from Kirby Chambliss at an air show the week before (laughs) random, like didn't plan that. And I'm not going around asking for those things. It's just, yeah. If they happen, they happen. I had general aviation tickets that were like $40 or something. Yeah. You know, I didn't, you know, and then I stayed with him for free. And I mean, we really didn't eat out. We ate like bachelors. Um, I think one night I had like gummy worms and Pringles. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Rupert, we really need to get you some groceries, buddy. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's really kind of the coolest experience just being able to I think I'm a little bit more free spirited than you though. Like I'm a little bit more wing it and you're yeah, a little yeah. more like have a plan. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I need to, I don't know if I would say I need to work on that. It's definitely not my it's way typically. Well, yeah, I think, well, you have children too. So you've yeah. always to make X, Y, Z work. And I right. think that's the harder part of traveling. Like me being single and being by myself, I can kind of wing it a little bit more. You know, as long as I have a dog sitter. <laughs> I think, you know, because when you say one of the things I like about traveling is I can kind of dictate um, when I'm going to go back to my room and kind of have some alone time. And when I think about being with someone like in their home 24 seven, I think, what if I just don't want to talk for a little while? What if I just want to get away? I feel like this pressure to like be entertaining all the time. I kind of I kind of used to do that. And now I'm at the point where, um, you know, on this, I drove to Florida and back uh, to help a friend move recently. And, you know, there were nights where I'm like, guys, I I just have to be done. You know, now if it's something I want to do, like, oh, I want to go flying. I want to do the steerman. I want to do this. I ran for 13, 14 hours that day. I was so exhausted. Yeah. And and I'm just like crash. But you have to, you have to know when to say no and like walk away and, I'm kind of one of the people like I need to go to my room and just like decompress. Yeah. Um, totally. Like, like I totally need that. You know, sometimes I just need to just like, 
I just need to be alone for a minute, please. <laughs> Let me think. I get yeah. it totally. And I kind of had that moment. We talked about this the night yeah. I went to the hotel and the next morning, you know, oh, check God, out until yeah. 11. <laughs> See, like some, some things are not always great that happen. But um, I stayed in my hotel till checkout just because I needed like that time to like not be around people just to yeah. kind of reflect and relax. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. You do need that. You had been, I mean, you've been going, going like day after day after day, visiting different people and doing activities constantly. You just, yeah. kind of, you, I've learned in the last year or so, you really just need to know when to say no and when your point of stop is because I'm, I'm that girl that I'm like fear of missing out when I'm yeah. in Oshkosh, I don't breathe because I, I go to bed at two or three in the morning because I'm going to miss out if there was something cool going on at the SOS. And then the next morning, here goes the T6 is taken off at 630 in the morning and the yodeling. So it's like, yeah. here's your window of four hours of sleep. But, yeah. but there were times where you also have to like get away from the masses of people or the you know work side of it and just kind of be chill. And like yeah. you, and I can be chill. You know, and, and there's people that we know we can be around and not have to be on. Right. So, so that's, you just have to find that balance. Yeah. Um, I, I had someone reach out recently who's um, kind of in the spotlight somewhat. And she was kind of uh, surprised when I told her I was an introvert. I get introverts kind of get their energy from being alone and extroverts get their energy from other people. And I like to be with other people, but I have a limit, you know, so I know that I have to have some time to myself. And I don't really probably like people may not know that about me, especially yeah. if you're I think, on Instagram or you're doing things that put you out there that you have this yeah. side as well. I absolutely have realized that as well, like especially during this time of being off work for three months and being home and things you I've kind of made myself to like where if somebody in town is like, Hey, let's go to the brewery today or Hey, let's grab dinner or let's hang out or have a fire. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and would that have been hard for you a few months ago? Uh, it would have been hard, I think earlier, but now I'm realizing how much I do enjoy just like my downtime and kind of that like revamping. Um, and yeah. I know I'm going to need that soon after I start back to work, but yeah, uh, it's, yeah. it's just, I think this time has gave us a lot of reflecting on like what really is going on in our brains and true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm an introvert as much as I'm, I'm like an introverted extrovert. I, I don't know if that's a thing, but you probably, I mean, yeah, I'd say you're mostly extroverted, but you have parts that are of some introversion that you need to kind of sure. digest your thoughts a little bit. I would say, yeah. And I've definitely, with age, have gotten more extroverted. Like, I used to be way more introverted than I am now. And I, being around people was so intimidating to me. But I've definitely, with age, gotten to where I do like to be around people. I like to have fun, and I enjoy those times. I'm not miserable at all. But I also need this. I don't need people all the time. I also need yeah. alone time. And I've yeah. gotten plenty of alone time the last few months. <laughs> I know. At the very beginning, I was, like, so, like you know, FaceTime and Skype and Zoom and like really reaching out to people because I was legitimately quarantined when I got home yeah. from Scotland. But now I'm like, no, I don't want to Skype. I'd have to put makeup on and like, right. 
And I know, I've kind of gotten used to not having to do that so much. Yeah. And you know? I'm pretty sure my clients are going to think I'm homeless when I go back to work because <laughs> I'm just literally going to put my hair in a ponytail and get on with the thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm going to be so busy. It's um, going to be crazy. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I really miss all my clients and yeah. miss that atmosphere, but I know I'm, I have a little bit of anxiety of the first couple of weeks and how all the transition is going to happen and how that looks. Um, it's changed things for sure. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it, but also, you know, this whole phrase new normal, like I'm kind of sick of it because it's like, no, your, your life is never normal. You're always adjusting sure. it to the situation. So it's never yeah. going to be the new normal. You're never stuck. This is never going to stick no, in this. Of course not. Thing. Everything yeah. consistently changes, changes all so, the time. Yeah. So it's, that's, you know, and I think I'm a planner in that aspect. Like I need to know kind of how my income is going to start replenishing and yeah. that kind of, and what that looks like. And, you know, somebody was asking me about my flight training and I was like, I can't even think about it right now knowing what my next couple weeks bring, but yeah, I on it. Like, I think I'll probably take a couple weeks. Maybe Since you're later. putting your lipstick on. I'll put mine on too. <laughs> color. Mine is just cinnamon, like moisturizer. Do you, do you always have to have like lip balm in your flight bag? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I feel like it's so dry. And yeah. with that, like muff thing in our, you know, um, I know. And I probably have lipstick all over that thing you know it's probably disgusting so bows every year at fun and fun and oshkosh you can take your headset to bows and they like replace the the ear things and you know kind of make yeah. sure well i don't have a bows i guess i'm gonna have to get a bows huh <laughs> and so uh they will replace those for you well mine are like makeup and i don't wear it oh of yeah makeup. yeah like Still, like, you can tell which one is mine. And I used to, I have a pink cord wrap on my bows because I love pink. Yeah. But did that so that nobody could take my bows. Like, when we're, you know, if three of us have a bows in the cockpit, then, you know, I can, yeah. you know, mine. But yours, mine yeah. with the makeup. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to end this one. But who yeah. do we have? Who else do we have to talk about on the on the next one? Oh, we've got a few. We've got Anaya. Aubrey, oh yeah, yeah. Um, Anaya and Aubrey, Kim. Uh, uh, we've got okay. and we did talk about Sandra a little bit, but yeah. I think it's a good little recap. And you know, n- now we can do another one, maybe recap the rest of them, and then we can start doing one caught up. Or, yeah, yeah, we'll be more caught up and can talk about. And just maybe do like shorter segments for those. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I think so too. Well, what are you going to do the rest of the day? Um, well, I keep saying last month I need to clean my spare bedroom. Yeah. I go back to work this weekend. So should probably do that because I'm yeah. going to go fly. I'm going to fly in the morning. I've actually got a really cool story, but I can't. I'm going to roll it out after. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I've been cleaning my closet and stuff out. I've kind of gotten rid of uh, quite a few things. Uh, so yeah. And then I joined Stitch Fix. Okay. So I'm getting new things. But that I, actually, the end. I, yeah. Well, I get in this habit. I did the um, Nordstrom trunk box. Yeah. And 
I loved it because it's high quality stuff. Um, you know, it's good. And if you spent 25, you didn't have any like fees or anything. Right. So you always spent 25. So you'd buy one thing and you'd be fine. And there was always something and you could see what was coming before it came. So you could deny something if you didn't like it. Yeah. But then you try it all on. Well, the problem is, is I'd end up buying more than I should have. And I have stuff with the tags on it still that Right. Like, it was oh, like just easier to keep it than deal with sending it back. And they do, they pick it up off your front door. You literally oh, that's nice. pick up and you, they have a sticker that they give you. You put it on there and stick it out front. So yeah. that's why I loved it so much, but I ended up spending more than I should have. Yeah. Just because it was easy. There. Yeah. It was like right there. A pair of like Ray-Bans and I'm like, well, I don't need a $200 pair of sunglasses, but thank you. I'll take yeah. <laughs> well, I'll take those. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I really liked it. And I think because being quarantined, I wasn't able to go out and like buy some fresh uh, like spring clothes. So I was like, I'm going to sign up and look yeah. forward to these packages. And I, I've gotten enough. Now I'm like, okay, I need to stop because that's probably enough. Yeah. 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 I definitely think it's going to be fun to go, you know, get some new fresh clothes when we do get to go back out into Great. the world. And, but for the time being, you'll just find me in black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to close. I'm eating some chocolate-covered espresso beans. Nice. I love those. Did, did I have those when you were here? I don't think we ate any, but those are like my absolute favorite, except that when you get done eating it, it's all going to be in your teeth. All in my teeth, yeah, afterwards, yeah. I so. didn't realize that until I was eating them with one of my <laughs> friends, and he was like, go look at your mouth. And I'm like, get out. You're so embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. So. Um, okay, well, thanks for joining us on this episode. Hopefully you kind of got caught up on some of the, the podcasts or you learned a little something and I'm trying to, and we look forward to recapping some of the other episodes and talking about some of those that happened a long time ago. It'll be fun to bring those memories up again. Yeah, check back and see what's coming up next. That's right. All right. We'll talk to you later. Cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to Cockpits and Cocktails with your hosts Natalie, Fly Girl Kelly, and Fly Alyssa. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and join us next time for a lively discussion on aviation, aerospace, the air travel industry, and all things flight related. Aerospace and the air travel industry. Let it go to my head, I